If you enjoy this podcast and any of our others from Noodle Mix Network, please nominate three of our top shows in the 11th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards before May 1st. For quick nomination instructions and voting reminders, go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. And thank you for your support. The Productive Woman, Episode 86. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some reasons you might want to tweak your productivity system or change what tools you're using and why you maybe shouldn't. You'll find links and some additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 86. I frequently get asked about um, productivity methods and tools and, you know, what's the best one to use and what system is the best way and the best approach to building a productive life. And it's a hard question to answer because I just don't think there is any one right tool or system or approach or method for any for that works for everybody. We're all individuals. We all have different needs and different approaches to life, different personalities. But I wanted to talk a little bit about um, this whole thing of how, how tempting it can be to kind of switch and try different things all the time and uh, some reasons why maybe you it, it might be the right thing to do to switch out the tool or the system that you're using and maybe some reasons why it wouldn't be the right thing to do. But but starting out, let's talk about terminology. When I'm talking about a system, a productivity system, to me, I'm, that means just whatever approach you're using to manage your life. It's It's a combination of productivity methods, productivity tools, um, and all these things that are affected by your philosophy of life and your personality. So it's it's however you're sort of managing all the inputs and the systems, or I mean the the uh, obligations, the commitments, and and the the things you have to do. And what system you have is going to be very much affected by your personality and just kind of your approach to life. So you know, for instance. Are you a person who likes a more structured approach or do you prefer to live life a little more fluidly and and with more flexibility? Do you have long-term plans that you're working toward or are you dealing with a very, very busy daily schedule that you're just trying to manage that? It's affected by maybe what stage of life you're in. Are you still in college? Are you a young person just starting out on a career? Do you have young children at home or teenagers? Are you a newlywed? Are you a professional person or an entrepreneur? All those things have an impact on shaping the system by which you live your life. And as I said, when when I'm talking about a system, I'm talking about that overall approach, and it's that combination of methods that are out there, tools that are available, and how you kind of combine those in a way that works for you and your way of thinking. As far as methods or approaches to productivity, those are 
the general principles you follow in structuring your time in your life. And there are lots of them out there. And, you know, I've talked about some of them on previous episodes. I'm sure we'll talk about them again, but, you know, just some of the methods of uh, the productivity methods that are very popular or that are, that I've heard of, First of all, there's GTD or the getting things done approach that was developed by David Allen in his book by that same name. I've talked about that on the show and it's, it's basic concepts are about capturing all the information for every aspect of your life into a single trusted system, uh, you know, getting everything written down or, or captured in some way, then processing it, evaluating what it is, whether something can be done about it and and what can be done about it, deciding whether to do it, you know, if it's a task that you're talking about, am I going to do it? Am I going to defer it and wait till later? Am I going to delegate it to somebody else? Or am I going to delete it altogether and just not do it at all? And then taking action on whatever the next action steps are in those various projects And another key component of the GTD system is regular review, Uh, looking at all your lists and all your inboxes, as as the term he uses, um, and making sure there's a place for everything and and a preparation, you know, your preparation for addressing all those things. So that's the GTD method or system or approach to productivity. Another one that's out there is um, is is the ZTD or Zen to Done approach that was kind of created or developed by Leo Babauta in his book by that name. And I apologize to Leo if he ever hears this and I butchered his name. I've never met him. Um, But the ZTD system focuses kind of uh, uh, on developing really good habits and on structuring the day around choosing your three MITs or most important tasks uh, it has a lot of similar features to GTD, you know, capturing everything, regular review, and that sort of thing. But where GTD can be sometimes a very uh, complex or can come across as a very complex system, uh, the approach to doing it, as he describes it in the book, ZTD has a real sim- uh, emphasis on simplicity, on developing those habits and review or routines and on focusing on the most important stuff first. And that last thing is a real um, kind of a, a different way of looking at things from GTD where David Allen teaches something, I think it's called the two-minute rule, where as you're processing the tasks or say you're processing your email inbox and you're going through all your emails and you look at each one and if it's something that can be responded to in two minutes or less, you just respond to it right then. And that's a great approach, but it can also put you in a situation where you're spending a lot of time doing little tiny things that don't move the needle very far in your life. ZTD, uh, the Zen to Done approach, really is more about, you know what, instead of uh, knocking out all these little tiny things, what are the most important things you need to do today? Do those first and then go back and look at the little things. So that's another method, a productivity method that some people use. Another example of a method is um, the is called Don't Break the Chain. And this was developed, of all things, by the comedian Jerry Seinfeld. 
And this is about choosing one or two goals that you want to focus on via daily effort. So some, some, maybe it's a habit you want to develop, but a goal that you have that you're going to do a certain thing every single day. And then what he, what he, what you do in that, this method is hang a big calendar on the wall and you mark a, with a big X each day in which you accomplish that goal. So say your goal is to, um, you want to get more fit. And so the goal that you're going to pursue is to go outside and, and take a brisk walk for 15 minutes every day. Then you put an X on that calendar each day that you do that. And I think the the philosophy or the theory behind this is we, as human beings, once momentum is gained, once we've started that chain of X's, we don't want to see it broken and, and have a blank there with no X in it. And so that will motivate us to get up and go do that thing just so we can put the X there. So that's another uh, productivity method that some people use. And then another is um, the one, something called the Now Year Method, developed by my friend Mike Vardy of The Productivityist. And this is something that Mike has developed, and it's there's a whole system to this, but it basically starts with the idea of choosing three words that form a focus for your year, that are kind of targets um, or guiding principles that you build your year around. And we've, this is something, uh, you know, others, I think Chris Brogan kind of initiated this idea and Mike has, has built that into his approach or his method. And then from there, Mike teaches about theming your months, uh, your weeks and your days. And so you look at the year as a whole and you, um, he, you you assign a theme, not to every month, but to, to most months. And that theme is going to be kind of the focus for the month, maybe a big project that you're going to work on. So say maybe, you know, April is going to be, a, your theme is going to be fitness and you're, re- you're going to be doing other things, but it, there's really going to be a push uh, toward fitness in that month. And maybe May is going to be Say you, you, one of your goals is to write a book, and so May um, is going to be your writing month. And you'll still be working out and doing the other things that you do, but you're going to be building into that month lots of time to write. So that, uh, you know, that's how the theming of months works under the Now Year method. And similarly, um, you know, you kind of work down to he themes his days, and that I think is pretty consistent from one week to the next where you... Um, you know, you have one day a week and it depends on what your life is like and what sorts of things you're doing. Um, uh, but say if you are, um, say you have a business that you, you work on from home and maybe you, you're going to theme your day so that one day is customer service day where you're going to be responding to lots of, uh, you know, to inquiries from your customers. Another day is going to be marketing day. And that's maybe when you do all your social media plan for the week or, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, and, and, and so he, you know, you assign a theme for, to each day in his system and um, it's not that that's the only thing you do that day. It's you still may schedule, you know, maybe you have one day is for appointments so that you're not going out every day and breaking up the day. You kind of plan for one day to be meetings and appointments. 
And, and the idea is that this is your, what he calls the overarching theme for that day so that you may have other things you have to do, but if you've got a gap in time and you don't have another commitment, uh, rather than having to, you know, it be wide open and, and wasting time thinking about what you're going to do, you look at it and you think, oh, it's Tuesday. Tuesday's my uh, business development day. So I've got this hour from two to three that's not planned. I'm going to do something related to business development because that's what I do today. So those are, and, and you can do the same thing, you know, for, for your home. Maybe, you know, back when in my olden days, when I was home full time with the kids, I had one day that I did laundry. I had one day that I did the grocery shopping and other errands. So I really, I tried to stay home the other days, but uh, I would schedule whatever day was my, was my errands day. That's when I would go out for grocery shopping, maybe go to the bank, you know, those sorts of things. Um, one day was for, you know, cleaning the bathrooms and changing the sheets or whatever. Uh, so there, there's a lot of value to be gained from doing that. And I, I, you know, I'm not trying to tell the whole system, but that, that's just another method or approach to productivity that may be something uh, that gets incorporated into whatever system you are using to manage your life. So if a system is comprised of whatever method or methods you're using and the tools you're using, well, what are tools? Tools are the things, you know, I'm using air quotes, that you use to implement um, the method and your system. Uh, tools can be any number of things, to-do lists, whether paper or electronic or whatever, calendars, a day planner. Um, a lot of people these days are using the, um, you know, still using different kinds of day planners or bullet journals for planning their life. Uh, and their time. Pomodoro timers, which we've talked about in the past, uh, those are a tool that you can use. Charts of different kinds, um, you know, whiteboards can be a, a productivity tool. So all whatever things you use to implement the methods in your system, to, to make your system work for you, those, those are the tools. So for instance, my system and I had to think about this as I was planning this episode uh, because I don't think, I haven't really thought of it so formally uh, in a while, but a, a listener sent an email asking me to talk about systems and it really got me thinking about this. Well, what is my system? Well, my system involves writing things down right away, whether it's tasks or appointments or whatever. I mean, uh, my system involves having morning and evening evening routines or rituals that sort of bookend my day. Uh, my system involves consulting my task manager regularly to stay on top of things. And it also involves uh, having everything sync across multiple devices so I can access it no matter where I am. Uh, it also involves trying to batch things. So uh, as I've mentioned before, I try not to run errands, say if, uh, you know, I'm at the day job during the week, so my weekend is Saturday and Sunday, I usually try to stay home all day on one of those and kind of batch my errands. If I've got to go grocery shopping, uh, you know, I'm going to go do that on one day and gas up my car or get my car washed or, you know, go by the bank if you need to do that. So those kinds of things are in my, my system. Um, my system involves 
a method, and my method is sort of a mixture of GTD and ZTD and an approach very similar to Mike Vardy's Now Year method. Um, so I've sort of, it's a hybrid of those things. The current tools that I use uh, are Nosby for task management. Uh, that's how I get everything done at my law practice. Uh, I use multiple digital calendars in, um, you know, the Apple calendars, uh, and I have a different a calendar just for my stuff, a calendar for work stuff, a calendar for productive woman stuff. Uh, and then I have my husband's calendar is shared with me. So my calendar and my husband's calendar are, we share those. So I can look on my calendar and see if he's got a rehearsal for a band he plays in or if he's going to be out of town for some reason. And he can also see those things on mine. Um, and then uh, another tool that I use is Apple's Reminders app for various shopping lists. So that's a tool that I use. And, of course, Evernote for storing information and documents that I need to refer to later. So that's a very uh, short description and, and probably incomplete description of what my system involves, the, the system by which I manage my life. You know, getting up early in the morning, spending a little time reading a few verses from the Bible and maybe meditating a little bit, taking my shower, uh, doing some things before I go to the office. I have my routine in the morning. I go to the office and I have my routines there and the things I do there. Um, and, you know, then come home and I have my evening routines of the things I do here. So um, that's my system. You know, again, I told you a few of the tools that I use. One of the issues for me is I tend to look at lots of alternatives, uh, both for tools and for methods, partly because I want to have lots of information about the various options that are out there to share with you, whether on the show or I get emails from people or, you know, in coaching calls and things like that. I want to know what the options and what the alternatives are so I can offer options that maybe work for differently for different people. But honestly, I, I look at all these options and alternatives partly just because I'm a nerd and I, I find this stuff interesting. I've always enjoyed reading articles and, you know, when they became a thing, listening to podcasts about productivity long before I started mine. Um, uh, and so it's, it's not, it's not, it, partly it's practical, but partly that it can become just sort of an entertainment thing for me. I enjoy reading about this stuff or looking at this and trying the different tools. But it's easy to get sidetracked by all the different systems and methods and tools that are out there and get so busy messing with those that you're not accomplishing the things that actually matter. And so it's very important when you're, uh, when we're trying to decide what to use and how to approach things to remember that these are all means to an end. Um, the point of a, a productivity method or a productivity tool or whatever system you have is to create a framework for your life and a way of keeping yourself moving in the direction that you want to go. And as I've said many times before, nobody can tell you what that's supposed to be for you. That's something you have to decide for yourself and, um, and, and then go from there and figuring out what tools and methods and approaches are going to help you get there. 
So remembering that, that it's not about finding the perfect tool or the perfect method or creating the perfect system. It's just about getting stuff done. It's about knowing where you want to be and who you want to be and getting those things done and, and finding the tools and the methods and the system that serves that. The, all that being said, there may be reasons that you would want to consider changing the, either the method you're using or the tools you're using or tweaking the system or, you know, or your schedule, if you want to call it that. Um, and so among those reasons why you might want to make a change would be, first of all, if the tool or the method or the system you're using isn't working, you're not staying on top of things, you're missing appointments, you're not getting things done, you're not making progress toward accomplishing your goals. That might be a reason why you'd want to consider making a change. Uh, I, I do caution that first we need to take an honest look. Is it the tools or is it your habits? Is it the way you're using them? Almost any system or tool or method will work for you if you use it purpose, purposefully and consistently. On the other hand, no system will work for you if you don't actually use it, if you don't, you know, do the stuff. So um, be aware of that. Uh, if it's not working uh, because you're not really using it, you're not staying focused. Um, on the other hand, you know, is it not working because maybe your system is, I don't know, built on... Um, certain early morning routines that don't work right now because you have a new baby. Uh, so, you know, maybe the, the system's not working. You're not, you're, you're not getting those things done because where it used to work for you to get up early in the morning and do these things, now the baby's awake and you can't get them done. So maybe it's time to tweak the system and switch some of that morning stuff to evenings or afternoons during nap time or something like that. Or, Maybe the the tool, you know, maybe you've been using a kitchen wall calendar successfully for a long time to keep track of your schedule and your family's schedule, but now you and the rest of the family are out a lot where you can't look at the wall calendar. Uh, that's what happened to me for years. Our, my calendar system was a big, you know, just a calendar hanging on the refrigerator and everything got put on there. And that's how we, you know, whether it was for me or something for Mike or, the, you know, a kid's activity or whatever, it was all there. Well, that worked because I was home full time and I could always look at that calendar and know and keep, keep a handle on our schedule. But things changed when I began practicing law full time and especially as the kids got older and they were driving and they were out and nobody was writing anything on there and there were, you know, missed uh, schedule things where we, you know, we didn't know something. At that point, you know, we, we made a switch to electronic calendars that we could share. And so maybe that's something you'd consider in this situation is switch to a shared Google calendar that you can all access from your smartphones, add things to it, and you can all see what needs to go there. So those are examples of where you might need to make a change to the tool you're using or the method or the system because it's not working for you anymore. Another reason maybe to change is because it, the, what you're using now costs too much, either in money or in time spent managing the system. And that latter is kind of a big deal. It's real easy to get um, uh, really tied into 
fiddling with the system all the time. And, and that's a problem for me. I have to admit it because I just, as I've said before, I like messing with this stuff. I'm nerdy about it. And I, you know, color coding things and doing all this stuff is a real, you get that dopamine hit of, that comes from feeling like you did something and yet you've made no progress toward your goals, you know? So, um, it, 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 the whole purpose of a productivity tool or a productivity method or whatever is to provide that framework to make your life easier. If it's overcomplicated or taking too much time to maintain, then it's no longer serving its purpose and it might be time to make a switch. Another reason you might need to change is, you, you know, whatever, if it's a tool that we're talking about, you, you just don't like using it. Maybe the look or the feel of it doesn't appeal to you. Aesthetics matter, and to some of us, they matter more than others. For, for those who are very artistically minded, the look and the feel and the sounds and all those things um, can, can either really uh, attract you to it and make you want to use it or turn you off and make you avoid it. Uh, another example is, you know, no matter how much more efficient, and I'm using air quotes there, a digital tool might seem, say a digital task manager. If you just like working with paper and pens better, then digital is not going to be fun for you to use, and you're not going to like it, and you're not going to use it, and it therefore won't work for you. So maybe if you're a paper and pencil kind of person, or a paper and pen, or you like color or whatever, the bullet journal might be a better choice for you than, than you know, OmniFocus or Nosby or something digital like that. Um, so that might be a reason to consider changing. Um, another reason to change is maybe you've had a change in circumstances. And what's, and I've kind of touched on that earlier, but but maybe what's been work, what has worked for you before is no longer working because your system, your, your circumstances have changed. Maybe you've got a new job. Maybe you've just recently transitioned from school to a full-time job, or maybe you've transitioned from job, from, you know, working in an office or somewhere to self-employment. Maybe you've added team members or you otherwise need to collaborate. You have a new, a new need to collaborate in a way that you didn't before, and therefore you need a tool that will let you collaborate, whether it's, you know, project planning, and maybe you want to try something like Asana or Trello or something like that. Uh, if you like, you know, if your if your collaborators aren't in the same place you are, or or maybe you want to put a big whiteboard up on the wall if you all meet in the same conference room all the time. But it, that kind of change in circumstances may be a good reason to change your system, change your approach, change the tools you're using. And finally, I mean, I say finally, there may be lots of other reasons, but of the five reasons that I thought of, maybe you just want to change. Maybe you've been doing things the same way for a long time and you just want to shake things up a little bit. You want to try a new look. You want to try a new way of organizing your day, uh, whatever, whether it's the tool, the approach, the system, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes you just want something a little different, and that can bring a new perspective or new enthusiasm that maybe you'd lost. So I, I think that's a perfectly legitimate reason to make a change to your, um, again, whether it's a tool that you've been using or the, the system or the approach that you've been using. 
On the other hand, there are some reasons not to make a change kind of randomly or without thinking about it. You shouldn't change your your approach or your tools or your system if you're in a, a, a phase where you can't afford the lost efficiency while you're learning to use a new tool. Uh, it might be better to wait until things settle down a little bit and you've got some time. If you are, you know, are in the midst of a a crazy time at work and you feel like you're losing track of all of the project or whatever, it might not be the best time to say, ah, I'm going to quit using Outlook and switch over to using, you know, whatever it might be, some other, some other um, task management tool. Because there is always going to be a learning curve and whether it's a tool or a, a schedule or whatever, you will lose some efficiency for uh, for a period of time while you're learning that new approach or changing your routine. So it might not be the right time to do that. Probably shouldn't um, change your system or your tools or your approach if you're just fiddling with it to avoid doing the real work that needs to be done. And I'm I'm pointing at myself on that. Um, it's, you know, it's, for me, it's things like writing, um, some of the materials that I need to write to make available to you or the novel that I'm, I'm working on now. Those things are hard for me. It's hard. Um, and so it's easier for me to fiddle around and try a new task management tool or, uh, you know, create a new uh, paper schedule with color coding for how I'm going to organize my days and post it on the wall. Uh, and and making those sorts of changes is not productive if it's being done just to avoid getting down to doing the thinking the uh, you know what Cal Newport calls the the deep work that is harder and more challenging but ultimately more productive and more fulfilling. Um, maybe it's not time to change if you've only been using the current tool or system for a very short time. And, you know, we get, we all get caught up in the, you know, the squirrel thing. Ooh, shiny, look at, you know, um, there's a new thing. This thing's, you know, I, I've only been using this for two weeks, but I'm no more organized than I was before. And, but maybe this other thing will be better. Well, or maybe it won't. You need to give the system that you're using now time to work while you're really working it, while you're really using it as as it needs to be used. So make a commitment, whether it's to, you know, if you've only been doing something for a short time, make a commitment to it for, I don't know, at least a month or two um, of consistent work on it before you decide it's really not working. And certainly don't change your system or your tool or your approach if if it's just because you think that new that some new tool or system will fix something. It's not the system, the method, or the tool that solves the challenges of our lives. You know, it's not a, the system or the method or the tool that's going to solve the challenges of your life. It's you. It's how determined are you to get things under control and make your life into what you want it to be. Because if you don't solve the underlying issues, whatever they might be, you know, lack of focus, lack of self-discipline, lack of enthusiasm about whatever it is that you're doing or the, the, you know, the things that you've undertaken, a lack of support from your spouse or whatever, if those things don't get solved, a new tool is not going to, you know, get you organized. 
same thing with our, you know, organizing our space. If we, if we have too much stuff, no organizational tool, no new bins and baskets and bags and baubles are going to solve the clutter problem permanently. We have to change how we look at this stuff um, before and change those underlying, our underlying thinking about these before any sort of change in the tool or approach is going to make even a moment's difference in our time. It, it, if we don't change those underlying issues, if we don't deal with those, the rest of it's just a momentary distraction. So briefly before, as we're running a little long again, um, how or what to change? If the decision is that you need to change something, if one of those, you know, five reasons or so apply, well, what do you do? How do you change? What should you change? It starts with identifying what's not working and why it's not working. If your task management tool is not working, if you're not getting stuff done, if you're forgetting things that you're supposed to do, why is that not working anymore? Is it the tool itself or is it because you haven't been, you know, really disciplined about writing everything down? Uh, if it's, if you've been putting it in there, but it gets lost in all the different layers of, of tags and categories and stuff, then maybe your tool is too complex, too confusing, and you might want to look at something simpler, uh, even if it's just, you know, get out a notepad and, and, a, and a pen that you like and write things down. But the first step is to figure out what is it that's not working here? Why is it not working? And then, and then go look at, and what do I need it to do? What do I need it to do better? Knowing that, then you can look, go out and look at the alternatives and find the one that actually addresses the need there instead of just, ooh, that's pretty or, oh, you know, whatever this, the thing is. And finally, I would say make small changes and give them time to work. It very seldom is really uh, helpful to make some massive change, you know, in all areas of your life all at the same time. It's not sustainable. It's very disruptive. And uh, ultimately, that means it's not going to be terribly productive. In most cases, it's better to make small changes, give them time to work, develop a habit around that small change, a habit of doing that new thing, and then add something new. So, you know, whether if we want to talk about systems and maybe you want to have a morning routine and you don't have one, your mornings are crazy. Well, you could, you know, say, I'm, you know, I don't, and maybe your mornings are crazy because you always hit the snooze alarm, the snooze button four times, and then you get up at 8.30 when you needed to be out the door at 8 or, you know, whatever. Well, you could try to change everything in the world, but maybe you start with a small thing. I'm going to go to bed 15 minutes earlier tonight, and I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier tomorrow you know, and get that habit going. And then maybe you're going to add, I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier and sit with a cup of tea and, you know, read some poetry or whatever inspires you. But add a small thing, one, maybe two things at a time. Give them time to become habits before you add something new or change something else. So those are my thoughts on that. But, um, 
I guess, you know, what do you think? Do you have any suggestions on how the system you use might work for other people? Or do you think I'm crazy about some of the, anything I've said uh, in this episode? I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic uh, or, you know, your questions about it. Um, so reach out to me. As always, there are a couple of ways you can do that. If you want to share your thoughts or your questions publicly, you can do that either on the website by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 86 for this episode and scroll down to the comment section there and leave it, leave a comment, or you can post your comment or your question on the Productive Woman Facebook page and I, I will see it there as well. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can always leave a voice message either uh, either on the, the website or the Facebook page. There's a button there uh, that you just click on, and you can record a little message, and it comes right to me, and nobody's going to hear it but me. Um, remember, if you, uh, if you like the show and you'd like to support it and help others learn about it, there's a couple ways you can do that. Certainly tell a friend if there's someone you know who might enjoy it. Uh, show her or him how to, uh, how to listen to it and how to subscribe. And um, beyond that, I would love it if you'd consider leaving a review of the show on iTunes or on Stitcher. There are links in the show notes where you can uh, click on a button and go. It'll take you right to where you do that. So you can find that at theproductivewoman.com slash 86. One last reminder, I think this will probably be the last reminder, that I'll be starting a Productive Woman Mastermind group Probably next month, uh, as I'm recording this, it's near the beginning of April and I have a lot of business travel this month, um, but I do want to get this started and I've had some folks reach out to me who are interested. There are a couple of spots that will be left. I'll be sending more information out soon to those who've expressed an interest and we will schedule a time where basically this is going to be a very small group of women who are committed to be to becoming more productive and, and making lives that matter and supporting each other in that. We'll meet probably every other week via Skype and, uh, and talk about productivity-related things and help each other move forward in that way. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, please email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and put mastermind in the subject line and just let me know you're interested and I'll be in touch soon. And that, I think, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope something in this was helpful to you. Uh, be sure to, you know, leave a comment or send me an email and let me know what you think. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.